you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. I have Ariana Medisate on the podcast today. She's a licensed pharmacist and also a functional nutritionist who loves to help others with wellness and mental health online through her coaching. You guys have may have seen her on TikTok with all of her health and wellness tips. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited. I'm so happy we connected and I can't wait to talk about everything we're going to talk about today, all the wellness, all the functional nutrition. I'm so excited. We actually met at a Symbiotica event, you guys. It was like perfectly aligned. My dad actually met you first because he's so incredibly social. It's obnoxious. (laughs) Your dad was killing it in the Symbiotica photos. He was the star (laughs) of the show. It was was so funny. It It was was hilarious. I was looking at all the photos and I was like, oh my gosh, like I love her dad so much. He was so into it. And then when he got that um, goodie bag, he was like, we get a goodie bag. And I was like, welcome to the influencer life, dad. Yeah. (laughs) The goodie bags are always the best part. Especially a Symbiotica goodie bag because the supplements are so good and they're so expensive. So when I get a refill, I'm like, I feel so thankful. I know. Me too. And people are always like, is it really worth it? And I'm like, it all comes back down to the quality. If you want a quality yes. supplement, unfortunately, sometimes you do have to pay more, but that's because they put more research into it. They have to manufacture it. They have to like make sure there's no inactives in it that are causing any issues in people. So it's well worth the price, honestly. And I love Symbiotic. Yeah. I love their magnesium. So yeah. Oh, and we're going to get into all of your favorite supplements, but I, I want to start with your story specifically super interested in it because you never hear about a pharmaceutical background coming into alignment with a functional nutritionist background. And you happen to be both of those things. Yeah, of course. So I used to deal with really bad anxiety and it got to a point where I was in pharmacy school and I literally couldn't like focus. I couldn't really do anything because I just constantly had anxiety And so I went to my doctor and I mean, I love like, I love doctors. I love pharmacists. So this this is really not me like, you know, saying, oh, all doctors are like this. But my doctor in particular uh, was like very dismissive of my symptoms and she automatically was like, okay, well, I can write you a script for Alprazolam, for Xanax, generic Xanax. And Mm -hmm. um, I was like, well, is there like anything else we can do? Like, is there any other medication? She was like, well, I can put you on an antidepressant. And that was actually right at the same time I was learning about the different side effects of antidepressants and how it takes like eight weeks for it to fully work. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. So I'll I'll let you know if I want you to fill it. And I'm just going to kind of experiment myself. And at this time, I had no knowledge about functional nutrition and whatever, but I was really always into supplements and alternative ways of healing because my mom was always into that. And so um, I was doing my own research and I basically found that I had major micronutrient deficiencies. I took a micronutrient test. I was low in magnesium. I was low in like ferritin. And a lot of people don't realize like sometimes that's really all it is. You know what I mean? So I was like, let me just try this out. Let me take supplements and whatever. And so I was taking magnesium. I was like getting my iron back on track. My mom, since we're Persian, my mom, like whenever she would visit, she would always make me saffron tea. And I noticed every time I drink saffron tea, I felt so much better, especially when I would have it like every day, I felt so good. Like my anxiety was at bay. And I was like, this is so weird. Like what's in this? And then I did my research on saffron and how it increases dopamine norepinephrine, serotonin in the brain. And I didn't ever have to take Xanax or antidepressants. And I was like, this is something that I want to help other people do. So I, I started my own health blog in pharmacy school Um, So cool. Yeah. And I would just write about, you know, medications. I'd write about supplements. And then throughout pharmacy school, I knew like, okay, after I get my degree, I want to 
I want to help people in this way. I want to start my own thing and I want to help people who feel like they're not being listened to because there's so many people like that out there and I I love to help people. Kind of like backtracking a little bit. I personally don't really love the doctor and it's nothing about like doctors or medication in particular. It's more so I've always felt that way too, like very dismissed by my doctor or they don't really know how to help me. And I don't think it's speaking to a lack of their knowledge more so just like there's so many people they're seeing and there's so much going on. And I feel like people have a little bit too much trust in like what doctors say and they are not willing to like do their own research like you did and like maybe take a test that could easily show them like, oh my gosh, like there's actually like a lot wrong with my hormones and my gut. I feel like even just exploring that a lot of people don't even get there. So basically that's the fundamental difference between functional nutrition and pharmacy because with functional nutrition, you're really looking at the root cause of an illness and finding ways we can use nutrition or, you know, herbs or supplements to fix that. Whereas in like pharmacy and Western medicine, it's really like looking at a pathophysiology, a disease state and using medication that has a specific mechanism of action to target the disease or the the pathophysiology. So that's why oftentimes like with doctors, it's like, oh, you're feeling down. Okay. Well, like if you qualify for depression, here's an antidepressant. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Cause and that's I've their so many, like expertise. They that's don't their have, training. Yeah. That's their training. Yeah. Whereas like I've had clients though in the past where they're feeling really down and, and I mean, they're in like their early twenties, I've had clients where doctors have put them on antipsychotics. So there's certain things like that. And I'm like, I mean, what the hell are you doing? You can't put someone on an antipsychotic unless they're truly portraying signs that they need an antipsychotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting you bring this up because I struggled a lot with my like anxiety and depression through high school, a lot in middle school, but specifically in high school and moving into college, it was really, really bad. And I remember when I started seeing my therapist, I luckily did like a lot of research before I started seeing someone because I kind of knew that I didn't want to go the medication route. I've always been someone who was again, really into like wellness and like supplements as well. And I remember her saying too, like, thank God you came and saw me because they would have put you on a medication right away. And now four and a half Mm -hmm. years later, I have healed a lot of my anxiety and depression just from not only like, quote unquote, doing the work through talking through my past trauma and working through that, but by getting on like a supplement routine. And like, like you said, I want you to talk more about saffron and all that later in the episode, because I know nothing about that. And I would love to hear your opinion on it. But I feel like a lot of times, and it's sometimes it's not even people's fault. They don't even know, but there's like medication becomes like this band aid. And I know there's a lot of controversy and I know that there's a lot of people who actually need medication, but I think there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah, no, that that's, you're right. There's a lot of people who don't need medication, but especially in the US, we're so used to getting what we want like that, you know, yeah. whether it's we're ordering something or we want results, we want it quickly. And pharmaceutical medications oftentimes can, depending on the disease state, but it can give you pretty instant relief, right? And that's yeah. why my doctor was like, well, just take the alprazolam whenever you're feeling that way. And it's like, well, then what do I do when it wears off? I'm like, yeah. I, still, I still have anxiety. I still can't focus. But that's the root. That's like the the true difference though between functional nutrition and pharmacy functional nutrition is like root cause analysis so like for example with someone who has insomnia right yeah are you eating foods like you know cheese chocolate ham bacon at nighttime these foods have like they're very high in um tyramine so it can actually like prevent you from falling asleep wow um instead why don't we have you like eat foods that are very high in like tryptophan right Um, Why don't we supplement you with like ashwagandha and like magnesium? Um, It's like really like getting to like the root of like what you're putting in your body. Whereas in pharmacy, it's like, okay, if you can't sleep, then just use Zolpidem. Zolpidem is a Z-hypnotic and it binds to – so GABA is your inhibitory neurotransmitter. So Zolpidem will bind to your alpha-1 subunit of GABA and it will increase GABA so that you just – knock out you fall wow. asleep right mm-hmm. but but then it's like that person who takes zolpidem they could 
still have a, a shitty diet. Yeah. I could still have pretty bad ways of dealing with stress. So in a way, it is like putting a Band-Aid on things. And I yeah. feel like you really need to look at people holistically. Yeah. And why, do, in your opinion, yeah. since you're just, you are obviously well educated and equipped in both realms, because again, you went to pharmaceutical school, you worked, you worked in a pharmacy, right? For a bit. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're now certified as a functional coach. So like, in your opinion, like, why do you think this is? And I know there's like a lot, there's a lot out there of why this is. And also, why do you think they don't teach us this stuff? in school is this newer information is this maybe just like harder for people to understand or they don't know enough about it so they don't and there's not science behind it quote unquote but there is science behind this stuff yeah and that's actually a big thing that like people will say to me like oh this hasn't been proven it hasn't been studied extensively in clinical trials um whenever i talk about supplements or herbs or things like that but it's like if you think about it all trials need funding, right? Yeah. So there's more incentive to fund a clinical trial that is investigating a new drug, a new medication, because oftentimes if it proves, if it's proven that it has worked in um, certain subjects, it will be, it will make pharmaceutical companies more money. Yeah. But there isn't a lot of incentive to do research, like really extensive research on something like saffron or ashwagandha right because you're you don't have a specific drug company making a ton of money off of that totally it's great that like clinical trials are being done but there isn't really like someone winning in the end totally and I know that that can sound a little like you know, controversial or wooey, but in my opinion, it's the truth. Our healthcare system is fund is is really money focused, um, and that's why insurance companies won't cover certain medications that would work way better with way less side effects, but they won't cover it because it's more expensive, and that means that the patient won't be using like alternative medications or medications for side effects. So you need to keep that in mind too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that you bring up a really good point. And like going back to where I said, like doctors can only do so much. And I think people forget um, their responsibility, like to themselves and their own health to do their own research and own education. Because it's like when people complain about, I don't know, like companies ripping people off and it's like, obviously ethically it is not right, but you you aren't yeah. surprised because like, this is how the world works. People want money. People yeah. want to get ahead. They want to win. And yeah. so I think we, as a like society assume the best and like trust that these people in charge or the people in charge of like the pharmaceuticals or whatever have our best interests at heart. And that's just not really the case. And I don't think that's being like controversial. That's just the truth. And so I think a lot yeah. of my journey, especially the wellness supplement side has been realizing like, wow, this information is actually like very accessible. And it's like a lot easier than I thought. Um, Obviously I have like the privilege of being able to purchase supplements, but like, I think like people don't realize actually how easy it is to like, just try things like magnesium or try things like taking your fish oil every day and like, see how it improves this stuff that usually you would be just recommended like a Band-Aid fix. And I know you talk about when you were working at the pharmacy, how surprised you were at like seeing everybody's like prescriptions oh, yeah. coming in. Is that what like made you shift to try to like move out of it a bit? There's a couple of factors. The first one being, I don't like working for other people. <laughs> I love and that. I feel like, I, I feel like my, I feel like I have something to offer. I love that. And I am a firm believer in your value and how much you you make correlates to how you can help others, how much people find you useful. That's what I believe. So I was like, okay, if I break away from this, I know that I will be okay because I'm providing something of value to others. Um, What made me really not want to work in a pharmacy though, besides like that entrepreneur side of me is I don't, I don't believe it. I don't don't believe that whole system. You know, I think that people are not being listened to. I think that people are on medications when they don't need to be. And, um, I, I was like, you know what? I've been studying for 10 years of my life about health and science. Let me study for 
another like year and a half or so functional nutrition and let me really help people holistically. Yeah. And then you start, when you started doing that, did you also start your social accounts at the same time? Because I know that especially (laughs) your TikTok, so many followers, like I was literally stalking you before we recorded and like every single one of your videos (laughs) is just like so helpful. Like everything is so savable, um, so educational and I can see why it just took off so quickly because you have something to offer people. No, thank you so much. Yeah. So I initially started with my blog during during pharmacy school. And then um, I think like, I think around like 2020 was when video content started to get so popular and I knew what I wanted to do in the future. And I was like, okay, I need to like advertise myself. I need to advertise my knowledge. So I started with Instagram, but what really helped me honestly was TikTok. And that's because TikTok, the algorithm is so different and accounts are so um, like searchable and like new accounts always are coming to people's for you pages. And so I made a a TikTok once and it was kind of just for fun. It was like, next time you want to take a Xanax, like just take like 350 milligrams of magnesium glycinate or something. I'm like and writing this like down. T- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so then I got like a ton of views. Wow. And, and then I was like, oh my God, like people actually like this stuff. So then I just posted more and more about supplements and anxiety and depression and my own experiences. And it just kind of took off from there. I feel like you're like filling a gap for people. Like the part we're talking about, which is like hard for people to like know where to turn to. Like you go to your doctor, they're not helping you. You want to pursue maybe like a natural remedy, but you don't know where to look. Like you immediately go to Google, you have no idea what's true. And there's someone like you. And that's like the beautiful thing about social media and TikTok. Um, A lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about it, but I would say one of the good things is like, you can learn a lot if you're following the right people and you're obviously very much trained and trained and certified. And I think it's so cool all the value you offer, like every single one of your videos, it's just like, when you're feeling like this, take this. I like to be as straightforward as possible. And TikTok, it's like, you have to cater to a certain audience, right? If, if I was speaking to patients at a pharmacy, I probably wouldn't talk the way I speak in TikTok videos, right? But it's like, I just want it to, to be straightforward, useful information that people can just refer to. I don't want to use big words. I don't want to get into the the whole background. I just want to be like, listen, if you're experiencing this, these are supplements that help and blah, blah, blah. And then I like to make like um, medication, supplement, drug interaction videos because there are interactions people should be aware of. Um, so I like to, I like to make those too, just in case, you know, if you're on like a blood pressure medication, you probably shouldn't be taking high doses of ashwagandha every day. I like to also educate people on things like that. I know you said you had to work through like a lot of your depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I know like a lot of your videos that went viral initially were about like the supplements people should be taking if they do struggle with like depression. What, what are they? Please break it down. Oh my gosh. Okay. I will say supplementing, it differs for every single person depending on their symptoms and yeah. their micronutrient deficiencies and their blood tests, whatever. But I will say in general, in general. Yeah, like non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. Unless you have like a major contraindication for some reason or whatever. I think that people should, whether you're female, male, whatever, magnesium glycinate at nighttime because approximately 65% of the U.S. population is deficient in magnesium. Wow. Or they're not at optimal levels of magnesium. That can cause a lot of issues that you wouldn't even think of. Um, And then the second thing I would say is B-complex vitamins. So a B-complex has all the B vitamins in it. And B vitamins are so important to convert our food to energy. They're important for um, the synthesis of serotonin in our brain. It's important for DNA um, repair, um, DNA regulation, protein regulation. And let's be honest, in America, I don't think everyone is eating like a super nutritious, well-balanced meal that will give them all their minerals, all their, their vitamins. And so sometimes I have people like, oh, why are you promoting this? Because we should just be getting it from our food. A lot of people don't have access 
like super healthy foods. And also even me, like some days I'm so busy. I'm just eating whatever is easy for me to eat. Yeah. Not that I'm eating like badly or like frozen food, but I know for a fact that I'm not getting all my vitamins and minerals in a day. Yeah. And so um, I think those are my two non-negotiables because it will make you feel good. Yeah. You'll have better energy. You'll have better sleep. You'll have glowing skin from the magnesium. And um, I think that it addresses a lot of these um, smaller ailments or issues that people experience on a day-to-day basis. It's so crazy too. Like once you actually start dabbling into the supplement world, because I I obviously like always was like into wellness growing up. I did like the bare minimum. I took my multivitamin. As I got older, I obviously like, especially when I started like therapy and was like working through my own healing journey, I really wanted to dedicate time to like creating like a supplement routine for me. And I think at first it can be intimidating, but it's crazy like how much of a difference you feel when you skip a day. It's insane. It's actually insane. Like when I skip my fish oil for the day, like that's a big one. Everyone is always talking about fish oil and how it's like the equivalent of an antidepressant. Fish oil is very neuroprotective and it lowers inflammation. And that's kind of also a huge, it's a huge part of functional nutrition is inflammation. Yeah. Every client I meet with, I want to address inflammation because we all have it and we need to like use supplements or or nutrition to lower it. And fish oil is a great way to lower inflammation. And that's why, like you said, it's so great for people who can't focus, people who are feeling a little bit down, their mood isn't as good as they want it to be. Typically, it's because of underlying inflammation. And actually, a lot of parents whose kids um, exhibit symptoms of ADHD, and they don't want to put them on Vyvanse, they don't want to put them on Ritalin or like a stimulant, they will actually try an omega-3 supplement and that helps with focus so much. Wow. It's absolutely insane. So in your own personal journey, like what are a couple other things for depression, anxiety that you focused on? Was it just supplements? Was there a few other things that you added into like your routine or like diet that helped? Oh yeah. So I think as far as supplements go for me personally, what I did and what I continue to do now, I still take them is, um, the nightly magnesium. Mm-hmm. I take ashwagandha at night as well, but you have to cycle ashwagandha. So four weeks on or like two weeks off, four weeks on, four weeks off, whatever works for you, but it has to be cycles. People don't really realize that. Um, in the morning I take, I have this little drink from brain MD and it has everything I need in it, but I, I do take my B complex. Um, I make sure that I'm taking something that has like selenium in it. Um, I take lithium orotate. So whenever people hear that, they freak out. Like, you're on lithium? No. <laughs> um, it's not the it's not the medication lithium. It's a supplement. Lithium is a mineral that is naturally found in soil. But depending on where you live, you can have varying levels of lithium in the soil. So um you get lithium by drinking water. And so if you don't have enough daily lithium, it can actually really alter your mood. So I have found that lithium orotate really helps me. Is that Um, the one that Symbiotica has? Like there, do you take their version or do you do a different brand? No, they have, they have molecular hydrogen. I don't think they have lithium orotate. I use the BrainMD lithium orotate. I was actually just going to say like, after we're done recording, you're going to have to send me like a place where you have all of your like supplements linked so I can put it in the show. (laughs) So I can put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I will do that. And then and then after that, I think the only thing left is my L-theanine. I take 400 milligrams of L-theanine a day. It keeps me calm. It keeps me focused. And it makes me feel creative, which is needed when I, I make that. videos and stuff. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of like what has worked for me. But I will say, if anyone doesn't want to take supplements um, for whatever reason, and they're like, I really want to add something to my routine that will make me feel better – exercise exercise changed my life people are like why do you run so much like why do you have to work out every day I'm like listen I don't do it because I'm like into like working out and stuff I do it because if I don't I will I will feel awful if I don't work out it's actually insane there's science behind it yeah I mean it's it's actually insane once you start you can't stop 
Yeah. So I do uh, Legree Pilates pretty much every day. Mm, I used to do high intensity workouts and I found that it just boosted my cortisol like way too high as someone who already lives like a high intense lifestyle. (laughs) So it kept me like very inflamed and not feeling good, which speaks to your point of like, you just have to trial and error these things and like do your own research for your own body. But like I started doing Legree Pilates. Love it. When I wake up, if I have anxiety and I decide like, oh, well, like I'm stressed about work. So I'm going to keep working and skip my workout. It is the worst idea ever. I always feel much better if I go to my workout first. And I've also found that like daily sunset walks or daily like lunch walks have like helped me so much. And I feel like people hear this kind of advice and you probably get this a lot and they're like, seriously, just like walk, like work out, like that's it. But then they don't try it and they wonder why their mental health is continuing to struggle. Sometimes a solution doesn't have to be this like complex thing, right? Sometimes a solution can be very small, like go on a walk outside, but it makes the biggest difference in how you feel, your energy levels, exposing yourself out to the sun, to just fresh air. It makes a huge difference in how you feel. And with exercise too, you know, when you exercise, it does release a protein in your brain and it's called brain-derived neutrophic factor. Wow. And this is actually the same protein that is released when people undergo ketamine treatments. That is insane. I know. I know. It is crazy. So um, basically, BDNF is very neuroprotective. It helps create new pathways in the brain. And it's actually been shown that people who suffer from intense depression, intense anxiety, they are lacking in BDNF. So we can't all go and do ketamine therapy. What we can all do is exercise. And so exercising is a great way to work at increasing BDNF. Would you say that this is why like, so I do a lot of infrared sauna. Is that why I feel like amazing after? Because like, uh, besides the detox factor, like your heart rate is up, you're like technically working out and it's producing that protein. Yeah, I think that that refreshed feeling that people feel after they do like infrared sauna, if they're doing hot yoga, running, it doesn't matter what it really is. It's the fact that like your heart rate is up, you're getting your, like you're moving your body, you're making your body sweat in your case, right? That is going to increase BDNF. And that's why people feel refreshed. They feel good. They think they can, they think they can um, think clearly, right? And it's because you're, so many proteins and processes are at play in your brain and your body. Um, even even if you don't feel like working out, just go on like a 20-minute walk. You yeah. know? That's going to also increase serotonin in your brain. Um, exposing yourself to the sun, to cold, to cold wind, to air, that increases neurotransmitter activity in the brain. And people don't realize that. But sometimes it's the little things that make the biggest difference. Yeah. And if you actually think about it, like that makes a lot of sense. Can like considering like just as humans as in like a society, how we've moved from like being outside and like working outside to now being inside all the time and not moving as much and eating unhealthy food and like watching TV. Like it makes sense why we're collectively all becoming a little stir crazy or anxious or like depressed. I feel like we don't get enough natural sunlight or like enough walking time outside or we don't take the time to like breathe especially if you don't have like a dog or animal or anything like not a lot of people walk unless they live in a city no one walks yeah no no one walks I I walk every day even if I work out in the morning I walk I walk every evening I listen to like a podcast I listen to music music that makes me feel good or, or like my, you know, my monthly horoscope on, on YouTube or something. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's just nice. You know, um, I think that also, even if people can't walk outside for whatever reason, if they live somewhere that's not very walkable, even just walking on like a treadmill, you yeah. know, that also is great. It doesn't matter what you do. Just do something is my advice. Maybe someone's listening right now and they're like, I want to make some changes. I want to try supplementing. Where would you recommend they just start? Like what's a good intro? Would you say the magnesium and like fish oil? Would you say there's like some sites or books they should read? Like what do you always recommend to people, especially maybe someone who couldn't like afford to have like a coaching session or something like that? So there's this really amazing book and it's called 
Um, let me see. Okay. It's called the prescription for nutritional healing. And I actually got this book as a gift and it has every single issue that someone could have every disease state. And it tells you like what supplements would be beneficial. It tells you what nutrition would help. Um, it gives like supplemental advice. And so it's a very good comprehensive book. I would recommend that book, honestly, um, podcasts that I really like to listen to is like, sometimes I'll listen to like the Huberman podcast. Love um, it. Always has like, and my podcast. Yes. I'm going to put your podcast in the description too. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I would be careful with like where you're getting information. I ha- sometimes I'll have like people say like, Oh, well, I saw this on TikTok and, and TikTok is th- such a great place to educate yourself and, and information. But there's also a lot of like misinformation because anyone can make a video. Um, but you just have to make sure that whoever's giving you that information has the proper qualifications. And as always do your own research to make sure it's the right option for you because what might work for someone else might not work for you. Right. But I will say, yeah, um, the magnesium for sure, unless you have like, you know, you're taking antacids every day or like you're on a blood pressure medication or something. Um, I would definitely do the magnesium glycinate nightly because it helps with muscle repair it helps with like your skin it helps with anxiety it helps with daytime fatigue it helps with your sleep um magnesium is such an essential mineral that not many people get so I would recommend that and then also the b complex wow I I was actually going to ask you like how you felt about like as a little sidebar like how you felt about like tiktok in that regard because I do think like a lot of people will say like, oh, well, I heard this on TikTok and then they don't even like go to the person's page to see if they're even like a real doctor or coach or qualified in any capacity. Have you found that like you have clients coming to you being like, well, I saw this on TikTok and I think I have this. Yeah. So I, I have had clients where like they'll see videos on TikTok and it's like, oh, you should take, um, you should take ashwagandha. But then like they'll have, they have like PCOS and they have like very high testosterone. So I'm like, no, like you should not be taking that, you know? So there's one side of it where it's like, they think that anything someone's talking about in a video is like, the truth and it's yeah. going to apply to them when it's really not. And the second thing is like, yeah, I've had clients be like, oh, well, like I have, I saw this on TikTok. So I started taking it and then I'm like, okay, but then what, what they're taking it for isn't really addressing like the issue that they have. And that's because of like misinformation from the video. Um, so I've definitely had to deal with like certain situations like that. I don't blame people for, you know, believing everything that they see on TikTok because in pharmacy school, we're actually taught that like most people and the regards to medication, healthcare, they have, I think it's a fifth grade health literacy, Wow, um, which is very normal, which is normal yeah. in America to have fifth grade health literacy, because I mean, it's like people aren't going to school for like eight years for everything, you know? So yeah. I, I get it. And then like, they want answers. Maybe they can't afford, you know, to see a functional nutritionist or like an alternative provider because their insurance won't cover it. So it's like, I get it. Like TikTok is such a great resource. Yeah. Just do your own research too. Like just be careful um, that you're consuming the right content. Yeah. I feel like I always tell people like you have to take TikTok as like a place that allows you to be curious about certain things. And then on your own, like you have to like do your own research. You can't just like take what you read on TikTok as Bible <laughs> or you need to like, no, follow, it's not Bible. <laughs> like, or you need to take, follow yeah. someone like Andrew, like Huberman, Huberman, or like someone who is like a legitimate, like a figure in, you know, the wellness world or even like, yeah, or you, like you are very much qualified to like speak on the things you do. And again, I was talking your TikTok and you can tell that like you only speak on like the things that you feel like very confident and knowledgeable in. And you always are giving like advice to people like, well, don't take this if you're on this or don't take this if you're on this or ask me if you have questions, which I feel like is super admirable. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I want my page to be a resource. Like I, I feel like 
I have that advantage where I have the the educational background in pharmacy and like Western medicine and medications. Yeah. And I have like the, the natural holistic route. And I kind of want to show people like, it's okay for those two worlds to collide. You don't have to be super pro medication and like super anti-natural. We should be using both, right? Yeah. And there's no shame in using medication and there's no shame in not wanting to use medication. It really just depends on you and what works for your body. Yeah. I was actually just going to ask you, maybe someone's listening right now who's on medication and they know they can't stop taking it, but they want to make sure that they're doing the most they can to optimize their health. Like what would you recommend they do? I know it probably depends. Yeah. So it does depend. It depends on their medications, but I can give like some examples, some common examples okay. so for women who are on, on uh, combined um, contracept oral contraceptives, like birth control. Um, so birth control can actually really deplete you of magnesium. Magnesium is coming up so much, but I love it. Birth control can can deplete you of magnesium. So your magnesium levels will be very low. So you should supplement with magnesium if you're on birth control. Um, for someone who's on an antidepressant like an SSRI, like Lexapro, there has been a lot of um, research that has been released in the past couple of years that has focused on the the effects of an antidepressant on the gut. So what researchers have found is that antidepressants like the SSRI class, yeah. they can actually cause issues with gut motility and they can alter the gut microbiome. So what you want to do if you're on an antidepressant like Lexapro, you want to take a probiotic. So um, there, it really just depends on the medication, but there's always something that we can do to yeah. offset side effects or to optimize health. And by optimizing health, I just mean like making sure you're at optimal levels of your micronutrients, make sure that you're exercising, make sure that you're eating right for the condition that you have. For me, like I, so kind of paired with everything, I had a lot, yeah. which makes sense. I had a lot of like gut issues. I also have like celiac. Like a lot's going on mm. over here. She's a she's a little <laughs> bit of a mess. But no like <laughs> but like I noticed that in myself, like over the years, I just got so comfortable like not living comfortably. Like I got so comfortable yeah. like not being at like my highest self. And I feel like the moment I actually started like putting effort in to like take care of myself in ways that I would have put effort in with my friends or to go out or to get drinks. Like the moment I started like focusing a little bit more on my health and wellness and giving it that attention, the more I was able to enjoy like my life more, like life's too short not yeah. to try your best to optimize your health in any way. The thing is, why would you not want to perform your best? Yeah. There's literally no reason for it, right? So it's like you need to treat your body like it's, the only body you'll ever have because that's the truth. Yeah. And you, once you start focusing on your health, your mental health, your nutrition, what you're putting on your body, like the makeup, what you're lighting in your room, like like scented candles, right? You need to really be so conscious of all these things that can affect you because once you are, you will find that you're going to perform better. You're going to be in a better mood. You're going to to look better. You're going to feel better. So um, I 1000% agree with you. I mean, once you actually start giving yourself the attention that you deserve and, and having boundaries with everything else, um, your life will just fall into place so well. And then you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I lived like that with constant gut issues and mm -hmm. constantly feeling uncomfortable because yeah, it's just like your body's always telling you something, right? So if you feel uncomfortable, there's probably an underlying issue. Yeah. And it's interesting that we've kind of, as a society, um, been trained to like view that as like, eh, like kind of like, oh, that's kind of, that's not true. Or like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Like, because yeah. we're so used to prioritizing things like work and like normal cleaning products or all these other things that can yeah. really mess with our like mental and physical health. And we view this other yeah. stuff as like, like that sounds like hippy dippy or like whatever. And in reality, like it's not, it's prioritizing like your health so that you can be at your optimal success in work and like in all these other aspects of your life. We have, we have 24 hours in a day, right? It's like, I, I feel like most of us spend an hour, two hours, maybe scrolling on social media, watching TV, getting dinner with her friends, yeah. kind of like, you know, supplemental activities. 
taking supplements takes like five minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then like something that I like to tell people is like, put it in a place that is very convenient for you. So like for me, sometimes I'll have like my supplements, like on my desk and I'm working at my desk all the time. So I'm constantly looking at it and it's easy for me to just grab it and take it. Yeah. Or if you're, if you work really um, early mornings and you have to be out of the house by 6am, just put it in your car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't live in like Arizona, right? Where it's like super hot. <laughs> For the most part, it's going yeah. to be pr- protected, right? So just put in your car. I feel like the busy thing is just like a cop out. Um, and I talk a lot about like this concept. When you're intimidated intimidated by something or you don't understand something yeah. quite well, then you just kind of like tell yourself or almost like convince yourself that it's like too hard or too much or takes too much time because you're like unwilling to explore. But I think that we, and this is why I love having people like you on the podcast and like having these discussions with people because people need to start treating this like as a priority because like this is how you live a mental and physically better life. Yeah, I think that oftentimes when we're intimidated or we don't know what the outcome will be, but we we will make excuses. But, you know, our brains are so powerful. And once you convince yourself that like taking supplements is easy or something, you're going to start believing it. It kind of ties back into manifestation, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if you tell yourself something enough times, you're going to start believing it. So once you develop a, a positive attitude towards yourself, towards health, you're going to want to take supplements. You're going to want to put good things in your body. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and you're like, it, it also ties back to like self love. No, you know what yeah. I mean? You're deserving of like good yeah. health. You're deserving you of like feeling not uncomfortable every day. Yeah. Like I don't think enough people realize that they don't have self love. And I don't even, I don't even mean it in a supplement way. It's like with anything, right? Yeah. Once you truly see your value, the value of your body, the value of your mind, the value of who you are as a person, you're not going to want to eat like shit every day. Cause your mentality is going to be like, why would I put that in my body? You're going to want to take your supplements, not because you have to, but because you get to, you get to enrich your body with these nutrients, with these herbs. You don't have to work out, right? It's because you want to work out. You want your mind to be clear. You want your body to grow stronger. So I think that's another aspect too. Like work on developing your self-love to a point where you feel like you're deserving of the best things and your body is deserving of the best things so that you don't need to like have this negative attitude towards taking supplements or working out or diet. You have to like rewire your thoughts in this way. I think like we all like can't eat like candy every day. Like we obviously like all know that like candy every day is probably not a move. It's bad. But like, (laughs) of course, like I would want, like I love candy. I, I, but I know it's bad for me. And I think like changing the narrative, like it, it doesn't suck that I can't have candy or like, I hate going to this workout. Or like, I hate having to remember to take all these pills. I hated working out. Like I, I always did growing up. Like I hated running. I hated like working out. And I've just like now, like you said, changed the narrative. So like, I get to do this. Like one, I'm like blessed enough to be able to like pay for this membership, but also like, yeah. I get to do this for myself. Like I'm going to feel so much better after. And I've really tried to like incorporate that mindset while I'm working out as well, or like while I'm eating healthy food, because like the initial thought is like, Oh, I don't want to eat this salad. I want a hamburger, but I know that I'm going to feel amazing after I eat the salad. And I'm going to feel like really gross after I have the hamburger. And that doesn't mean I don't have cheat days, but I think like there's this narrative switch that allows for these behaviors to become more comprehensible because, um, I don't know, you just want to do it more. Like you said, and also I think it's kind of like, kind of like the therapy journey or the healing journey. Like once you start to see results, you kind of are on this like high, at least for myself, like in the beginning of my healing journey, I was so on this like honeymoon therapy high. And I think it's the same for like supplements and wellness and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Actually I'm, I'm in the honeymoon high right now. Cause I just started to go to therapy like two weeks ago and I love it. It's so mind-blowing like what the realizations you have and just yeah it's literally just talking to like someone for 50 minutes but it can change your life so I totally know what you're talking about um but yeah I mean like once you start you just see how much it's benefiting you and you won't want to stop yeah 
kind of in a different direction. I know I asked you about um, people who are on medication and like want to add something. I know you also talk a lot about like actually like weaning people off medication too, who maybe don't need to be on it. I know you don't, you don't have to get Mm -hmm. too much into it, but I know you offer one-on-one. What does that look like exactly? And like, who do you recommend that to? Like, how do you know if you're one of those people? So usually people will come to me like I, I, I do not want to be on antidepressants anymore. And so what I can legally do is help people deal with the side effects when they're getting off of their antidepressant. Um, legally, a doctor, their, their prescribing physician would have to um, put them on a taper. And tapering off of a medication means you decrease the dosage little by little over the course of like four to eight weeks until the patient successfully comes off of the medication. Um, I do this more so with antidepressants and then with medications used for type 2 diabetes. Wow. Um, Other medications, it it really just depends. But I think my most common clients that I do that with is like people who are on antidepressants and then people who are uh, diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. But basically, the doctor legally starts the taper and then – they kind of, the patient will like tell me like, okay, for these two weeks, I'm on this dose for these two weeks, I'm on that dose. And I will use like nutrition and supplements to help them deal with the side effects. Because like when you're getting off of an antidepressant, oftentimes people will experience symptoms like brain zaps, they'll experience like wow. restlessness, they'll experience weight gain, fluctuating weight. Um, so I like to help people on that journey because I know that getting off of a medication that you've been using for a very long time can be very intimidating. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's actually like really scary that like those are the types of things that happen once you get off the medication, which I feel like speaks a lot to just how bad medications are for our body. And I understand again that some people need to be on them, but like it is so scary that like that's how people are reacting. The unfortunate thing is that when doctors give patients medications, they don't tell patients exactly all the side effects that will occur. And then when you go to pick it up at the pharmacy, the pharmacists aren't going to extensively speak with the patient either because pharmacists are always so busy and so understaffed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'll get like clients who are 20 years old, super young, 19, and they, they, they're just like, my doctor told me to take this, this antidepressant. So I took it and I'm like, oh my God, you don't even have to be on this, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate. And then they, they don't know the side effects of getting off of the medication. So there's a lot of things that clients or patients are not aware of when they agree to take a medication. Like my, even my own mom who was suffering, um, from migraines for a couple of months, her doctor gave her a medication that is, it's, it's used for migraines too, but the, it's used for migraines off-label. What it's really used for is um, it's an anti-seizure medication. And I wow. was looking at it and I was like, mom, you are not taking this. You do not need this. And I, told, yeah. and I like told her like, you need to take ginkgo. You need to take like vitamin this, whatever. And, um, and then her migraines went away. Wow. And I was just thinking, and I was like, oh my God, like if I didn't know these things and my mom kept taking these medications, so many side effects would have occurred for her that would have made her like pre-existing conditions worse. So like, that's also the part that like makes me mad. It's like, you can't just throw medications at people. And it seems like these days that's all doctors are doing. Totally. I feel like even, whatchamacallit, what's that medication that like makes you focus? Like it's for like ADHD, but everyone takes it in college. Um, Like Vyvanse, Adderall. Adderall. Ritalin. Like even yeah. the fact that like everyone I feel like has an Adderall prescription. It's so easy to get Xanax. Like it's pretty insane. So like how yeah. easy people have access to this types of stuff that can really just like tear up your yeah. gut and your body and your mental health if you don't yeah. need it. So I guess my next question was going to be like, and I think this kind of answered it, but if you want to expand, like, where is the balance? Like as someone who like sees value in both sides and like can point these kinds of things out, like how do you balance having obviously an understanding of like Western medicine, but like a huge appreciation in the other side? So when it comes to medications and when it comes to natural ways of healing, I like to tell people, think about your risk versus benefit. So everything that you 
put inside your body, every medication you take will have a risk profile. Mm -hmm. If the risk is higher than the benefit, don't do it. If the benefit is higher than the risk, then do it. Um, So when it comes to medications, like with my mom, for example, she was having migraines, right? And I was like, okay, risk versus benefit. The risk is way higher. The benefit isn't very high. Um, This can easily be solved with like increasing blood flow to the brain. It can be solved with like COQ10. So I knew in that instance, natural is better for her. But for someone who, for example, is suicidal, I would say risk versus benefit and an antidepressant or an antipsychotic, the risk isn't higher than the benefit, right? Yeah. That person needs to be on medication. Um, so I that, that's the way I, I analyze every situation and I encourage people to, in, to analyze as well. It's like look at the risk versus benefit and then decide for yourself and really make sure you have all the information that you need before deciding. I have loved this conversation. I feel like I haven't even talked that much. I'm like, I just want to hear you teach me all oh of gosh, these things. Yeah, blush. Um, okay, <laughs> saffron tea. I need the tea. Um, No pun intended. I don't even know anything about it. Like I want to take it because you hype it up so much. And what does it do? What are the benefits? What is it even? So saffron is a natural antidepressant, I would say. Saffron is a spice that has been used for years and years and years, especially in Middle Eastern countries. And so my mom, when she was making me saffron tea, that's just like what we do. Like we, we put saffron in all of our food, our drinks, whatever. So it was like very normal to me. Uh-huh. Um, saffron has been studied in a couple um, – a couple trials, and it has been found that ingesting 30 milligrams of saffron a day for at least four weeks has shown to have the same effects as fluoxetine, which is an antidepressant. And the reason why is because the mechanism of action, the way that saffron works is very similar to antidepressants and in a sense where it does increase serotonin, it increases dopamine, it increases norepinephrine. And, um, the the amount of time that you have to take it, it is four weeks for you to feel a difference, but that is actually the same as an antidepressant. Antidepressants yeah. take like six to eight weeks for you to fully notice its effects. So anything working on neurotransmitters, it does take time for it to work. So that's why I like to tell people if you do try it, give it time because anything acting in your brain isn't going to happen overnight, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so Yeah. And so, you know, that is something that was really important to my mental health journey. I was using saffron every day. I'm not taking it currently because I switch it out with lithium orotate sometimes. Okay. But saffron is also really great for libido. So if you ever have low libido, it's a great way to increase it. Um, It is really good for your overall mood. Um, If you feel like you're someone who thinks in the negative a lot, saffron may help you. So you don't have to have like really bad depression or anxiety. Sometimes if you're just like not feeling the vibe, maybe saffron, saffron, you know, I want to get some, Um, where do you get it? So I get my saffron capsules from brain MD. And the reason why I don't take it as a spice, like I do have saffron itself as a spice in my house at all times. My mom just got back from Iran and brought me a ton. Um, but the reason why I, I don't have that every day, every single day is because I don't know what the proper dose of 30 milligrams is. And 30 milligrams is what was studied in clinical trials. And so I want to make sure I'm getting like the, the full dosage. Yeah. And that's why I will take it in capsules. I believe that the one from BrainMD is saffron sourced from Spain, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not from the Middle East. Middle East has the best saffron, wow. but this one actually works really well too. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, again, we're going to have to link. I'm going to put like a, a little, yeah. a little link page. We we'll, all we'll link it. <laughs> yeah. Because I definitely want to try it. I feel like the moment I saw, I felt the results of fish oil. I was like, okay, I'm never going to stop taking fish oil now. And after hearing your saffron hype speech on TikTok as well. I'm like, I need to add that. If you're on antidepressants, don't take it. If you're trying to get pregnant, don't take it. Antipsychotics, don't take it. But for the most part, it's pretty safe. Um, not a lot of drug interactions. So you're going to have to try it. It's 
It's a, it's a, it's a game changer to. when it comes to mental health and like your mood. Are there any other like little tips or routine things that you do that are like a must and like an easy boost for your mood or your overall like healthy lifestyle that you integrate into your everyday? Yes. There's two things that besides like my supplement routine and working out and skincare, whatever, you know, we all have that. Right. But I will say the two things that have really affected me in the best way possible is molecular hydrogen every day. Molecular hydrogen is a stronger antioxidant than vitamin C. And it's like these little, actually Symbiotica has some. Symbiotica has some and BrainMD has it. I use both of theirs. Really great. It's a little tablet that you put in water and it basically acts as like a major antioxidant because it, it targets one of like the worst antioxidants that we're exposed to. Um, and so I have that every day. And then another like little hack that I do is whenever I drink coffee, I will immediately take my L-theanine. And that's because L-theanine actually prolongs the effect of caffeine. So you never will experience like a caffeine crash. It's a very sustained energy and it keeps you focused. It doesn't make you tired, but it keeps you focused and calm and creative. Wow. And so like, that's, that's why I feel like I just have the best like energy levels and like focus throughout the day. I really feel like it's from the L-theanine. So happy that you came on today. I feel like I got a full crash course in supplementation and wellness. Oh my gosh. No, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy to finally like talk to you about this. I've been waiting for it. And I know. Tell your, tell your dad I love him too. And he's the best. <laughs> so funny. I will. <laughs> Maybe someone's listening right now and they're trying to explore this journey and they're just like really frustrated. I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who have a lot of gut issues, a lot of health issues. They don't feel heard. They can't figure out what's going on. What would you say to them and what would you recommend? I would recommend that they focus on their diet and what they're putting in their body first. So I would say cut out, cut out any um, gluten and dairy first and then see how your body reacts. And I know that's like a really big shift because it seems like everything has gluten in it, but this is a basic elimination diet that if you see a functional nutritionist, this is like the first thing that they will start you on. They will say, we're going to do an elimination diet. So cut out gluten and dairy. Um, And then the second thing I would say, oh, also, if that's hard for you, you don't have to do it every day. Like cut it out for like two days, the first two weeks, and then move it up to three days for two weeks. You know, you can do a gradual elimination diet. You get used to it. I've had celiac for like, I got like diagnosed, like I figured it out about seven years ago now. And like, it's so easy now. Like, I don't even remember. My friends always make fun of me because I'll like try a cookie and be like, oh my God, you guys taste so good. And then they're like, Mm, it's okay, Hannah. But like you kind yeah. of forget, like you get used to it and there's you a lot forget. of good stuff now. And then I think the second thing I would recommend is the gut is complex. And so it really depends on the individual, but I will say, um, try to lower inflammation in your body. You can do this with omega-3. You can do it with turmeric. Turmeric is a great way to do it. And just make sure you're supporting the gut. So drinking like aloe vera juice that doesn't have like a lot of sugar or even taking aloe vera supplements. These are things that are going to help lower inflammation and also support your gut until you can figure out like what's really wrong. And that's like, it's very general what I'm telling you right now because some people may have gut issues from SSRIs. Some people might have gut issues because they had like a traumatic like infection. It really depends on the individual, but I guess the two things would be diet is number one. And then number two is lowering inflammation and just really like nurturing your gut um, with omega-3, turmeric, drinking aloe vera juice, things like that. Yeah. Cause they say like the gut is like the queen of the castle. And so if you're maybe yeah. don't have the resources or you're confused on which way you're going to turn or who you're going to see, or maybe your mental health is literally in the shitter because you're so upset and you just feel so unwell, at least taking these steps, I feel like can take you to just like at least a level of feeling like, okay, I feel good. I feel like I have a little bit of control over how I'm feeling. 
I think so too. And also I wanted to add that um, a lot of our foods have so many hidden ingredients that can actually contribute to a lot of like gut inflammation, bloating, constipation. There's a really great app. Um, I think it's called Bobby Approved. I don't know oh. if, you, if you follow Bobby on Instagram, no. but he basically like goes to like a bunch of grocery stores and he like, he'll be like, okay, like this like cereal ha- it looks really organic and good, but it actually has like these sugars in it, you know? So I, I love him, but he does have an app and it's free and it's called Bobby approved and you can scan any item at the grocery store and it will tell you if there's like hidden ingredients that wow. can, um, potentially like bother your system, bother your body. So I actually use that. And um, I think that's a great resource for people who are ex- experiencing gut issues to start with, because maybe there's hidden ingredients in their food that is like, irritating them so that's also a note I wanted to yeah I was is there anything that you know of that you find that people are surprised by when you tell them it's actually like not good for you like is there anything you can think of (laughs) you're like Everything, everything everything and whole foods like you go to these grocery stores that are like organic and whatever literally like cocaine is organic. Okay. Just because something is organic, it doesn't mean that it's good for you. So I would encourage everyone to read the ingredient label or learn how to read ingredient labels. Um, are there any like no's? Like if you see something, like, are there any easy, like, remember, like simple ones where you see, if you see it in the ingredients or you should just like not fuck with it? I do not fuck with like canola oil, um, any type of like sweeteners. I don't, um, do if there's anything that ends in O's like O S E I don't do, um, I don't do like any cereals. Uh, so it's, yeah. So I just, I really encourage people to like at least scan the foods that they're buying so that they can, they know that it's good. There yeah. isn't anything hidden in it. That's I'm going to download this app. It sounds, I need you, it. You have to. I'm literally like walking around Whole Foods with like my phone in my hand. I'm just like, they're I like, think people think I'm like taking pictures of like everything. They're like, there's the crazy <laughs> girl. It. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she's back. Her and her, her weird like grocery store photos. But I'm just scanning it. I'm just scanning all so the food funny. to make sure there's nothing bad in there, you know? Yeah. That's insane. I mean, it's just crazy. Like you said, like in America, how different it is. Like even just kind of off topic, but like even as someone with celiac, like in Italy, I was yeah. never sick. Like never sick. I know. Ever. I hear it all the time. Even my mom and my sister who came back from Iran, like they were like, yeah, we just, we never got bloated. It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. When I was in Turkey, like I don't eat a lot of meat here because it just, it, it does make me feel extremely exhausted and bloated. Yeah. And I just, I feel really bad after I eat meat for some reason. But so I stay away from it. But when I was in Turkey, I was eating like lamb, I was eating chicken, and I felt fine. I had no bloating at all. So I don't know what's going on in America, but it's insane. It is. And I think this is what it it all goes back to this point that I feel like we've kind of intertwined throughout the episode, which is like we trust like our society and like our systems a lot. And I think there's like a beauty in that, but there's also like a really hard truth to face in that, which is that like these systems aren't built for like our protection and like care. It's built for money. (laughs) It's built for money. And like, again, yeah, that's the way life works. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to fight against that. I just think like we need to be less trusting and people need to like take ownership over like what they put in their body and like what they're doing. If they want to live an optimal life, the best advice I could give anyone is to educate yourself, educate yourself, constantly read books, constantly listen to podcasts because the more education you have, the more power you have over your own health. Yeah. Um, don't be too trusting, you know, with, with food companies, with doctors, even though there, I'm sure there's amazing doctors out there, right? Yeah. But you should always do your own research because you know your body best. If you don't feel good, there's a reason for it. Don't let anyone ever gaslight you into thinking otherwise, you know? So knowledge is power. Always be educating yourself when it comes to health. And I think on top of that, like it gives you more options. Like I feel like there's a time I'm constantly listening to podcasts and wellness stuff and trying different things. And like, I'll try something for a while 
and then be like, eh, I don't really like it. And it's not even that that person yeah. was wrong or that it didn't work. It's like, I didn't like it, but because I'm like educating myself in so much of this like world, I get to kind of like pick and choose like the, the routines and the supplements and the things that like work for me yeah. because I've like opened myself up to learning more about it. And I think when you, it's not only power, but it gives you more options for fixing maybe some internal stuff or mental stuff. I know. I feel the same way. I'm like, if I didn't have this exposure from my mom growing up, and if I wasn't determined myself to learn more, I probably would have taken the antidepressant route. And I honestly, looking back, like I probably wouldn't have been very happy on it. Yeah. No, for sure. Same here. Ah, well, thank you so much for coming on. I always ask people at the end, the podcast is called How I See It. And obviously you've had like your own mental health journey and just like this journey of figuring out supplements and the way they work for people. And like, you've worked with so many different people with probably a plethora of like health and mental health issues. Like, how do you see it? I think that the way that I see it is everyone has their own story and everyone's body is so different and there isn't a one size fits all. So sometimes people may want to be on medication, but they also want to use supplements or herbs and that's okay. And sometimes people don't want to take any medications and they want to do everything the natural and that's okay too. And I think that there's no reason to look at either side in a bad light because everyone is so unique. And um, I think it's just so much fun knowing that there's so many different ways that we can treat people and help people, especially in the mental health realm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Please share your socials on Instagram and TikTok. And then also we're going to link some stuff below you guys in the description. If you're interested in exploring and educating yourself in the supplement realm. Yes, for sure. So my Instagram is wellness.farm, P-H-A-R-M, not like an actual farm. But I love P-H-A-R-M. that. <laughs> and then my TikTok is the wellness farm, uh, no spaces. And then my podcast is the wellness farm yes. on Spotify. <laughs> yes, I'll have all of that in the description below. Yes. Thank you so much, Ari. Thank you so much for having me. I had the best time know, speaking with too. you. We're going to have to get together when I come yes. to San Diego. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you guys. <laughs>